This is all theater. This is all just political theater. Political theater. Political theater. Pure political theater. Theater. Political theater. The nefarious, significant, and protracted political, political, political theater for political theater's sake. I yield back. From Washington, this is Political Theater. Roll Call's review of the spectacle of politics on Capitol Hill and across the country. I'm Jason Dick. Washington, D.C. has a long history of controversy with its professional football team. Uh, For one, it was the last NFL team to integrate its roster in 1962. Its initial nickname was long considered a racial smear against Native Americans, prompting a name change that was years in the making. Meanwhile, that was resisted from the get-go by its owner, Dan Snyder. Congress, D.C., and Virginia are all investigating the team on a host of issues, including workplace misconduct and financial impropriety. The House Oversight and Reform Committee hauled NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell in to testify this week on the team. The committee also wanted Snyder to testify, but he refused. Now it subpoenaed him. All of this is happening as the football team is trying to find a new home once its current lease in Landover, Maryland expires in 2027. Snyder has long wanted back into the district. D.C.'s primary elections this week didn't add a lot of clarity into whether there is enough support for a taxpayer-funded stadium in city limits. The team has also purchased some land in suburban Virginia, out in Woodbridge, so that could be another spot. Still, Virginia is investigating. It's complicated, and it's all inherently political. With us to discuss is my friend Brandon Weatherby, the managing editor of District Fray. Brandon, welcome to Political Theater. Hello, thanks for having me. DC doesn't have a football team. <laughs> That's true. The so, Landover, Maryland, or uh, as it was called when the when the stadium when Jack Kent Cook uh, built the stadium initially, he he renamed that part of Landover, Maryland after his sons. It was called Ral John, uh, Maryland, for a little while. Uh, but you're right. Uh, just like just like New York City doesn't have a football team. That's the those are New Jersey teams, the Jets mm-hmm. and the Giants. You're just happy that the Bears didn't move to Gary, uh, being a Chicago person. I'd be fine if the Bears moved to Gary. I don't I don't care about professional football teams being in the city that they proclaim. It's just it's not easy to get to where the commanders play. Yes. That's um, the issue. It's actually easier to get to, to where the Giants slash Jets play. And that's yeah, and that's yeah. still not easy to get to. Right. Again, football uh, stadiums—they they haul in a lot of people. They're they're among the biggest stadiums that we have around in the in the country. So they you know they want a lot of parking spaces and and so forth. But you're right, getting to DC uh, get, or sorry, getting to the Commanders Stadium is a royal pain. The metro doesn't take you all there, and you got to figure out a way to get there, or you have to, or you have to pay an arm and a leg to park. It's and and also the stadium experience itself is really not so great. Uh, <laughs> it's an aging stadium that never really looked that great to begin with, which is understandable why Snyder and, and his, his folk want to get back into the district. But uh, we, we will get to that, some of those uh, challenges that the team faces in, in moving. Uh, but I, I, first, I wanted to just get your thoughts on, on the testimony earlier this week uh, in, the, in the House Oversight Committee where uh, Roger Goodell testified and and Dan Snyder did not uh, about the different things uh, that uh, people have uncovered, including the committee and, and a private report about the workplace misconduct uh, the, that the commanders have been accused of. I mean, why, in, in general, why 
Why is this an issue for Congress to look at, aside from the fact that the stadium is a few miles from the Capitol? Well, why was steroids an issue for Congress? Um, yeah. I think you could argue both ways that it wasn't, and that was a giant waste of time. This is a little different because uh, it is here, and if this was pretty much any other team doing it, it probably wouldn't be here. The fact that the Commanders is like one of the most successful in terms of finances, uh, football organization in the NFL blows my mind. If this was the 30th most successful, no one would care. If the Jaguars were doing this and the Khan family, <laughs> the Khan family would not be called to DC. No one would care. They would just get rid of them. But for some odd reason, silly loyalty is really what it boils down to. Silly loyalty is the reason why we're here. I agree with that. I mean, the, the, the proximity to power uh, does matter in this. And the commanders have such a sort of sad state of existence right now. You know, they, they seem like a cursed team currently. But it's important to note that, I mean, this is this is a team that went to multiple Super Bowls as, as won three of them. They used to really, you know, engender this huge loyal fan base here in, in D.C. They played at RFK Stadium, which is not that far from my house. Capitol Hill, they had not just the wealthy, uh, not not just the the white parts of the population and the power elite, but they had people in the neighborhood behind them too. They they loved the Redskins. They absolutely loved the team, and I th- I think I feel like that has been chipped away a little bit in terms of like that that identification with the team because they're not in the city anymore. But they are they're still a part of the culture of D.C. and also because of their the land issues concerning the RFK stadium, the, the land is owned by the interior department, the facility itself, RFK, this crumbling concrete donut uh, at the end of East Capitol street is owned by the city of DC. Uh, you have to get Congress to sign off and you have to get the administration to sign off and you have to get the city to all sign off to, to have to build something in in that site. So it's, you're right. If this was happening in Jacksonville, people may not even be aware of it, <laughs> but it is happening here. A congressperson brought this up towards the end of the hearing that like they're personal friends with Jerry Jones and that they love the NFL. I don't know. I apologize to the representative. <laughs> they didn't, they were not a fan of, of this inquiry. And he brought up Jerry Jones saying like, this is a cool thing. I'm friends with Jerry. Jerry Jones has had a ton of scandals too. So, <laughs> It's not like the, the cocaine cowboys are called the cocaine cowboys for a reason. <laughs> Jerry Jones's improprieties don't matter to Congress because he's in not the Dallas. He's in the Dallas suburbs. He's not right. in Dallas. So like, yeah, th- there's sexual harassment in there too. But it's just that maybe the maybe Snyder is the best owner because he does everything the best. He does <laughs> the best version of everything. I mean, what is it a week ago where? Jack Del Rio gets fined by their coach 100K for saying that January 6th was like a small dust up. Right, <laughs> like, right. And that made it into the hearing. Like, if, the, if, if it wasn't all of the things, I don't think Congress cares. It's a good point. I mean, Snyder, you know, has probably gotten into himself, guaranteed himself a little bit more coverage on this area by refusing to testify and now getting subpoenaed, uh, as the Washington Post reported. Uh, he he could have just endured two hours of spectacle in the house, but now he has to. You know, if he does go and he's deposed, there are lots of lawyers involved. He's under oath. They could release the you know deposition tape. I mean, it he he probably is going to find a way to wiggle himself out of it, but he's just guaranteeing himself, you know, the enmity of at least you know like the people in power. And as you said, that that's that's a it's kind of out of the Trump playbook to just refuse to play along with people you don't like, but. 
I would love to hear, I'd be a fly on the wall at some of the ownership meetings because among the financial improprieties that the team is accused of, in addition to just ripping off the fans and withholding, you know, refundable deposits for season tickets and so forth, or seat licenses, uh, they're also accused of maybe not poning up their fair share to the other owners, which is the real crime we're talking about when you're talking about the NFL. Well, the thing about it is if it's not substantial enough, it's not enough of money to really change anything. And changing ownership won't at this point help any of the other owners. So I understand why there lacks to move. And like I just mentioned, Jerry's got his own improprieties. I'm sure lots of the owners have a lot of things that they don't want coming out. So if it's one of our own gets under this type of investigation is no longer an owner, will I be an owner? And in five years and 10 years, whatever. So I understand that completely. And I also understand that uh, this was a what, Wednesday? Yeah, something like and that. And I mean, Thursday <laughs> we have, and on Thursday we have another January 6th hearing. And we learned that um, some of the people that might even be, be part of this were asking for pardons and stuff. So it doesn't seem like anyone's going to care that already doesn't care. And the people that do care will be so disheartened. And by, I don't know, training camp, this will all be over because then we'll be back on the the play or the lack there of quality play for the commander. So I get it. I think this trial was scheduled for the perfect time post NBA finals, pre anything, pre MLB all-star break. Like the biggest story right now is the NBA draft and the NBA draft is a lot of fun, but that's already over. So they did a great job with the scheduling of this. I think Goodell actually came out pretty good and I don't understand why any side would be opposed to grilling Snyder. I don't understand why one side of the aisle it seems to be pro Snyder, where if you're a fan of football at all, you're probably not a fan of Daniel Snyder, even if you are a fan of the commanders. Does that make sense? I think it does. I would chalk it up to an almost reflexive uh, move on most Republicans to just oppose what Democrats are doing like at, sure. at almost every turn. You know, I, I think that that's part of it. But you're right. I mean, we, we have, you know, even some of the Republicans in the in the room saying, like, I don't care if the commanders suck. As, as, as you said, you know, like, like the, I'm a Cowboys fan, that kind of kind of thing. Um, and maybe you're right with the owners. It's like, you know, when, when you're being chased by a lion, the only person that, uh, you know, you have to be faster than is the guy, the slowest guy. And right now, Snyder's the slowest guy. Uh, <laughs> so. And also the, the the way that when Snyder bought the team, fantasy football technically existed, but it was not played in the way it is now where no sports, the teams, the teams really don't matter as nearly as much because people are rooting for their fantasy stats. People are rooting for individuals and therefore you don't want to, you don't care about what happens to one team. I mean, you should, but I get it. Wanted to circle back to the the Jack Del Rio thing, you know, Jack Del Rio for for whatever reason was opining about January six and opened his mouth and said that it was a dust up and equated you know January six to Black Lives Matters uh, protests and and so forth. Ron Rivera, who you know, I mean, talk about a guy who really does seem to be doing his best with like a poorly dealt hand. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he fought off cancer, you know, he, you know, he's, he's like tried to, you know, install a sense of professionalism. I mean, he was the one who find <laughs> Jack Del Rio, not, not Dan Snyder. And I just, I, I think it is, you know, it, it's interesting how they just keep tripping over some of these political issues, whether it's that or whether it's, you know, the, 
the oversight committee, like looking at them. I mean, I have a feeling that this, a lot of this goes away uh, if Republicans claim the majority because they've got other fish to fry, uh, so to speak. Uh, but it just seems like this is the worst kind of relationship that they've had in a while. They, they I think they finally thought that they were going to, you know, move on past the the debacle of the, of the name over the last few years with, you know, naming them. Even the name is kind of weird and saccharine as the commanders. And then, you know, they get hit with uh, with all this and it's just there in the limelight. Like I said, if, if Snyder's probably just thinking, if only I was in Jacksonville. But everyone knows that the limelight fades. I mean, right before a global pandemic, one of the people on this committee was accused of uh, not paying any attention to the job he was supposed to do, which is protecting youth and turning a blind eye to abuse allegations on his own wrestling team. And now Jim Jordan is saying that this doesn't matter. Well, yeah, because their pandemic hits like two weeks later. No one cares that you allowed wrestlers to get groped. So if I'm taking anything from the Jim Jordan playbook, it's wait 10 days, another global pandemic will hit or something bigger, be it today's announcement, yesterday's gun announcement, anything, and just keep yelling at other people about stuff that they didn't or didn't do. That is a matter of public record. This is not just me guessing what happened. These are news stories. But if you look at the timeline, yeah, just wait it out. Something bigger is going to happen. So it's worked for Snyder for this his entire ownership. Some of these things date back 14 years. I don't blame the I mean, I blame the guy for being who he is, but I don't blame his his uh, thought process of like, well, should I testify? Absolutely not. Avoid. Just avoid forever and it'll be fine. And then you'll be able to sell more merchandise with a different team name. And what do you see? I mean, like you said, the, you know, we've got training camp starting like not in the not too distant future here. The commanders just got fined for going full contact. <laughs> I missed that. I mean, that's, you know, again, that's more of a league thing than something like that. That's uh, political. One of the things but- that I did not understand. One of the Democratic uh, people were saying, like, why was the deflate gate issue like 250 pages of a thing? And then the, the Ray Rice was only this much. And this is only this much. It's like a third of it. It's like, well, for better or worse, deflate gate was about the game itself. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to think it's a crime against humanity, unlike the Ray Rice situation. But the Ray Rice thing technically wasn't on field. So, like, I kind of get why the NFL didn't spend as much resources. Should they have? Yeah, probably. But they didn't. And that makes more sense to me than any of the Daniel Snyder stuff. And I know that sounds cruel, but that's the job of the NFL. So it's different. Does that make sense? I think it does. I mean, any kind of big organization like this has multiple fires to put out at the, at the same time. And I mean, like right now, you know, people are, well, at least we are, we're talking about the, the Washington's football team. We're not talking about Deshaun Watson. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we're not talking about any number of their other scandals. And again, that that's not something that at least at this point that has risen to the level of, you know, the, you know, commanding, so to speak, the attention of members of Congress, because again, they're, they're in their backyard. They've got this giant target that Snyder makes out of himself on a very consistent basis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other like final thoughts about this? I mean, like that the I can't help but think, you know, with the primary elections, we 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 got sort of a mixed verdict on support in the city council, DC City Council, and the mayor's office for a taxpayer-funded stadium. Muriel Bowser, who won her primary and is on her way to a third term. Um, uh, as, as DC mayor, by the way, nothing rare. There's rarely good things that happen out of a third term. <laughs> Just ask any mayor who have served uh, multiple terms. But 
she supports taxpayer, you know, funded stadium for the team, the city council chair, uh, Phil Mendelson, who won his primary. Uh, he is not in favor uh, of, of this. He's likely to win re-election easily uh, to another term. He controls the agenda uh, for for the for the council. Some of the folks who are you know who who have won other elections be like you know they, they're just not they're not on board with this. And again, it takes this multiple levels of cooperation between the Interior Department, Congress, the you know the city. You know you have to demolish RFK, which is a hugely expensive undertaking. It just sounds like with them buying 200 acres in Woodbridge, that's probably going to be where they end up. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Th- I certainly don't think uh, I, I, I need it in my backyard. Um, I mean, it would. I have to admit, it was really nice uh, when I first moved here, and the Nationals had come back, going to Nationals well, games. Hold on, at stop. RFK, you know? Pause that. Th- that's eighty-two games. That's eighty-two ways to bring people into the community and make a lot of money and have fun. And it's great. And Nats Park is even better because they could also have concerts and there's all the periphery stuff that's there. And now there's Audi Field. So it's that makes sense. Having something in your town 82 times or even a stadium where you have 41 basketball games or 41 hockey games and then you throw in uh, the playoffs, you throw in preseason, that makes sense. Having at most 10 games, it doesn't make sense. It just financially doesn't make sense. Go to the 200 acres that's an hour and a half away. Fine. Do it. Just don't call it D.C. I was I laughed when when people were describing it as 20 minutes from DC and I'm like 20 minutes by what like supersonic jet like that thing that Tom Cruise was flying around in in Top Gun Maverick and Mach 10 like <laughs> like they need a, a rocket to get there in 20 minutes from DC. <laughs> I also could care less because I don't care about tailgate culture. I'm for, like good for them, you know. And if you don't tailgate, that's the only reason to go to a football game. Football's the one sport that's always better on a screen than in person. So fine. <laughs> Played in the ether. I don't care. <laughs> I, and I will note too that you are a huge Chicago Bears fan. You're being from the Chicago. You're not a, uh, a an NFL hater. You, you've no. been very you know uh, blunt in your criticism of its if its foibles. But you are a you are a football fan. You oh are, yeah. So in the bear, the Bears might move, but I'm actually 100% okay with it because they might move where Arlington Racetrack is. And for those unfamiliar, you could easily take – you could as soon as you land at O'Hare off the blue line, it's a short like 10-minute metro there, which is uh, our version of like the mark or something like that. And uh, it, it's incredibly easy to drive there. And so if you're tailgating, you're already doing that. Soldier Field, that doesn't make sense. There shouldn't be this mass car commute 10 times a year to Soldier Field. That doesn't make sense. You should take the train to Soldier Field and enjoy it, but that negates all of the tailgate aspect of it. The stadium looks amazing on TV. It looks beautiful on the lake, but it doesn't need to be there. It, I mean, the Bears didn't always play at Soldier Field. They played at Wrigley for a while, too, so I don't care at all. Just do whatever. I'm still going to watch on TV because it's a better view. <laughs> Well, Brandon, thank you so much for uh, you know talking about this. I know that uh, again, this is not minimizing any of the huge uh, news items that have popped up in in Washington and around the globe uh, this week. But this, no, this but is it all one relates. Of those, yeah, this is one of those stories that is it's about power. It's about you know the way people spend their time. I mean, it's there's it's good and bad in it. It's I I, I wanted to make sure that we uh, we touched on it, uh, and we'll. We'll get back to other things at another uh, stage. So thank you much for your time and have a great weekend. Hail to the Snyders. Hail to the Snyders.